Have you ever wondered where your business could go if you invest in your people? Are you aware of the most effective techniques that you can use to get the best out of that individual? And do you understand the true difference between training and coaching? Welcome to Speaking of Success. We're delighted to bring you our first ever podcast. We aim to be tackling real life issues that you might face within your business, as well as give you some useful tips and tricks that you can then implement. My name is Cameron Scorer. I'll regularly be joined by Vicky Shelton, founder and managing director of Success Recruit. Along the way, we'll also be joined by some special guests who will be providing their experiences and insights as well. On today's episode, we'll be looking at why it's vital to invest in your people. I'll be joined by Lucy Schutfein, who's an experienced L&D manager, as well as career coach. Lucy started her career in sales before progressing through the ranks and eventually moving into learning and development. So Lucy, welcome. Um, it's great to have you on. Obviously, you're an expert in learning and development um, as a L&D manager and a career coach. But firstly, you, you started your career in sales. So what appealed to you about moving over to L&D? I did. I didn't know I was going into sales um, all those years, years ago, like 10 years. I just sort of fell into this job and sort of worked my way up the, the ladder of it all. Um, and what I really noticed about myself um, during that time was how much I loved developing my team and my um, the people that worked underneath me mm. and I got a real buzz out of training them about the products and how they could sell better and be uh, more efficient in their job but also about their happiness and well-being and with that in mind I could just feel this sense of me I was like I feel like I'm in the wrong job but I didn't know what else I wanted to do because I thought well I've been in a sales career for so long and I actually went and got a coach um, and she really helped guide me and um, said I think what you want to do based on what you're saying is a learning and development type role and uh, how about you pitch it back to the business that you work in so stayed in the same business I've just had a lateral move which I think is really um, really cool to be able to do um, and really align with those um, values that I have so um, I was very fortunate and then um, during that time as well I've qualified as a coach and helped people um, build their confidence within careers too so I really get a buzz out of helping people with their development. I can really resonate, Lucy, with how you said you fell into a sales career. Um, that's exactly how I started my career, and I believe that most of the time a successful sales individual would have the personality to listen, understand and engage, which would be all relevant skills to transfer over to a learning and development role. How have you found the transition so far? Um, the beginning I started, quite, it was quite hard because... When you work in sales, you have very black and white targets. You either hit them or you don't. When you move into an L&D role, it becomes a lot more um, qualitative. So the feedback that you're getting and noticing different people's behavior and um, people after a training session might think, oh yeah, that was really useful, but are they taking it on board? And have they got the right information to make that change? Um, mm. and do that across time so I think for me to begin with I was like oh I don't know if I'm doing a good job here and I've had to really force myself and put myself out of my comfort zone to really request a lot of feedback and create that feedback culture for myself to understand is this useful how helpful um, 
we found it and what we take an action from and do differently in the future. So in a way you're kind of coaching yourself? Absolutely. <laughs> We're just part of the job. Yeah, no, that's that's really good to hear. So in your opinion, what have you seen that's been implemented that have really helped staff grow? They've done a number of different things and things that are really easy to implement um, throughout any businesses. One of the things they, they do and they review it every six months is giving every single person a personal development plan, which enable everybody in the business to have their personal goals and make them manageable and achievable so that they feel that they are being developed and that they have an opportunity um, within the business. It really opens up that discussion as well between managers and employees um, and it's not just about rising up and as I said I made a lateral move, it's about exploring um, what are the possibilities within this business. You might have gone through a couple of rounds but um, they might have suddenly changed uh, direction. So having that conversation is really, really important. Yeah, I agree. A personal development plan is really important for people to feel accountable um, and it really encourages their own growth. So what benefits do you get from having that open conversation? Um, by having um, those conversations, you can identify when people need different styles of training as well. Mm. So there may be times when people say, you know what, I really want to develop my Excel skills. That would really help me in my job, but I actually need training. That's something I just can't learn on the job. Mm. So by understanding what people need training in, then they, they can have that support either through um, my team or externally outsource that. And it might be that they actually just need um, a mentor. I've had several mentors throughout my career where I just needed an external perspective to help me um, make different decisions within the business. Or it could be that we've done coaching training for each of the managers, that they just need a little help in coaching, asking some open-ended questions to understand what is achievable, what are the goals, what would make them feel um, developed and invested in um, as a person. So there's many things that you can do. So whether that is the coaching, mentoring, training, um, I'd also add into that mix as well, but some people need therapy. Some people mm. have such blocks in their minds yeah, and I think sometimes when you get into a, a workplace, therapy is almost a, a negative term to use. But I, I know, like in my career, at certain points, that's that's probably what I've I've needed at times. You just go through a bit of a a bit of a mind block, um, and you just need that almost shoulder to or, or ear just to listen to what your problems are, and it just opens it up. Vicky, is is that something that you can relate to? Yeah, it's really important to have relationships in the workplace, I think. Um, you know, so you can feel that your voice is listened to. This could be your manager, it could be a colleague, it could be an outside mentor. I know for me, um, since having my own business, speaking to other business owners as well has been a big support. Um, we know it's always good to talk, but it's even more important to listen, I think. Um, Lucy, you mentioned earlier personal development plans. Sometimes it can be looked at as a process or just a tick boxing exercise. How can you get the most out of this personal development? I think the employee needs to have a little bit of ownership about it. It's not being dictated to them of saying this is how you will develop. They should be able to come to that session having already thought about it and um, being able to express exactly how they want to be um, moving forward with their career and have it as an open discussion. I think also what really helps is when people have clear expectations about what they're 
role really is and what value mm-hmm. they're bringing into the business. So in those in that personal development um, plan and review, it's an opportunity for the manager as well to show them the appreciation of the good things that they've already been doing and celebrate the good work as well. Just having that moment of pause to go, you know what, you've done an amazing job to hear. These are all the things that you've developed. This is all the incredible work that you've done so far. And this is where I think there's a gap that we can develop and move further with. So it's, it's really easy to implement. It just needs a bit of thought process behind it. Yeah, the thought process shouldn't be overlooked at all, Lucy. It does have to be right for the business as every business is unique and has different objectives that are important to them. You spend a lot of time on coaching and looking at ways to get the best out of your team. What impact can it have on that individual if you get personal development planning right? It can have a huge impact. So giving someone space to think and talk and ask some questions gives them the opportunity to actually think of their solutions. So when, and this is what I've noticed from coaching, is that when you stop telling people what they should be doing and ask them the question of what do you think would be best to do here, that suddenly people come up with their own ideas and they're much more motivated to do that idea as well. Mm. They may not be as good as what you might have come up with, but it's giving them the opportunity to think for themselves. And over time, that's a lot more rewarding. It gives the employee a lot more satisfaction because they've got more responsibility um, and they feel like they have that ownership. Yeah, I agree. I think people always flourish when they have their own ideas. Yeah. And... I guess it's that kind of go-to for for a manager. If your employee asks you a question, your go-to is to tell them the answer because you've got time pressures and deadlines that you need to meet. Sometimes if you take that that extra few seconds out to ask them the question, you, they're, they're thinking about their deadline that you need to reach. I guess where does it come in that kind of risk and reward almost approach into it where you you've got to almost take time out of your day when there are those pressures there to do the coaching, when when do you coach and when do you when do you train? Very good question. I actually had this with somebody I worked with the other day, and they said, "When we have some time, we'll do some training." And I said, "When will you ever have time? There'll always be a new project." And mm. like, well, after the next project, I was like, "Then there'll be another one." So I was like, "You need to figure out how you can fit this within your day." So whether you start very small and ask them original question of what do you think first and um, get them to start thinking about it to empower them and start to understand their answers based on what they're coming back with or if they really don't know you know that they need a bit more of a directive approach mm. they need the support they need the guidance to help them through and understand the task in hand then as you start coaching them through this process you should be able to understand their development and it's um, a very simple question that you could even ask in their one-to-ones. How confident do you feel at doing this particular part of your role? And get them to scale it out of a one to ten and see how they're making progress. But I think what would be really good is if um, businesses could just employ and um, could just implement, sorry, these coaching moments. So after a presentation, for example, right at the end, you just sit down with them for five minutes, keep them on the, the Zoom call if it's still all virtual, and just have to say, what did you think that went well in that? What could have gone better? Get people to have that reflective moment. Yeah, it always comes down to time. People need to invest time ultimately to get the best out of their people. So it's not just clicking on the end of a Zoom call, as you said. It's asking the relevant people involved to stay on 
for a debrief and as you say it could only be five minutes but it's just that time that you take um, to invest and make your people feel valued so does it require a full mentality change from a manager 100 percent there needs to be something said right from the top of the culture that we're trying to create is a coaching culture we want people to feel empowered we want people to take responsibility and accountability for themselves and that will come slow down. So if a top leader is being very directive to the person beneath them, they'll do the same um, all the way down the, down the business. So the whole company needs to be on board and understand what coaching is and understand open questions. Um, and then it should hopefully flow through the business that way. And if people learn from examples, people learn from the questions that they're hearing themselves. Mm, definitely. Okay, perfect. Um, what about the wider team, though? When you're coaching a, a certain individual, you, you're focusing quite a lot on that that one person. Can that have an impact on the wider team? Absolutely. So in, in two different ways there. If you're coaching an individual, they may um, have a new thought process or a different mindset of how they work with the different team members. They also may learn different style of coaching questions, which they can start to ask their team members and the other ways you can do it is actually coach a whole team which I've done before and get people in a safe space and make it psychologically safe that anything said in this space is between everybody else and it's honest and um, there's no judgment and make sure that you're asking the questions to say okay let's have a bit of vulnerability here how do you actually feel about this people can understand different people's triggers or enablers so they can spot that and work with the team a lot better so that's something that's really going to be something amazing in this new virtual world that we've got is how do you build rapport and relationships with teams when you're not sat next to people in the office and having these moments where people can talk freely and so people can build that relationship is going to be crucial Definitely. And, you know, the safe space gets underestimated at times as well. It's uh, it's very important to make sure that person feels comfortable enough to open up um, about what is going on, because that's the only way you're going to get a true reflection of, of how that person thinks about a certain situation and task. In my opinion, there's a sense of empowerment that comes from the vulnerability that you show and the vulnerability that others show as well. Um, at, at Successful Recruit, we have meetings that we all bring ideas to the table, um, listening and understanding one another, which pulls us together as a group, but also making sure that we reflect on both the good and the bad. Lucy, it has been a pleasure to have you as a guest on our podcast. You have given us some great information to take away and think about. Could you just leave us all today with um, summarising your top tips, please? I'd say the first one is create a feedback culture. It's really hard to direct and lead from the top when you have no idea what's going on through all different levels and start asking those questions. So what would make your life easier here at work? And it might be something you've never thought about and I often see that with coaching. It's never what you think people are going to answer. So get used to feedback and sometimes it will be hard to hear but the more honest people can be with one another the more momentum you'll get to move forward and part of that is asking open-ended questions so whether you need to send a list around to people to explain what are open-ended questions the ones that start with what how um, tell me a time about um, then people will start to talk more and they'll feel listened to 
um, which is part of that. The more people feel listened to, the more valued they feel, the more invested they feel. Perfect. Well, Lucy, thank you so much for your, your insight. I'm sure our listeners are going to find that um, really, really useful. And hopefully it's something that they can implement to, to their businesses. So thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Speaking of Success and that you've had some useful takeaways. I'd like to thank my guest, Lucy Schupfein, for joining us and sharing some of her experiences. As we're at the end of our very first podcast, we'd like to get your feedback. Please share with us your comments and thoughts. And if there's anything that you would like us to discuss in a future episode, please get in touch and let us know. We look forward to joining you next time for another episode of Speaking of Success. Thank you.